Okay, I'm recording. Okay. Got anything to say? Mic check, one, two, one, two. All I want to do is a zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. Do, 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 do. Check, baby, check, baby, one. All I want to do is a zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Nuance Tea. I'm Brittany. And I'm Aurelia. And we are two clergy women speaking on pop culture, identity, and healing. We are steeping into our power and we want you to join us. Hello, everybody. Hi, Brittany. Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) We're in episode seven. Seven. That's a good number. Ooh, that is a good number. Yes. Today we're going to be talking about ritual. I can't wait. We both love this topic so much. I mean, come on. We pretty much like the topics we chose. (laughs) Or we at least like to talk about them and process. Yes. And it comes after our grounding episode, which y'all should check out if you haven't already, because this will be a good segue. Absolutely. We've said throughout this whole season that it is one big extended conversation and we really feel like the themes flow together one after the other. We can't wait for you to see what else we have in store, but for now, being grounded in the present moment, Brittany, how are you doing this week? What are your essentials? This week has been a little bit stressful for myself. So for me, I'd say every day this week and including over the weekend, I have been putting my hands in some soil. I've been repotting my plants and literally every day I've been doing something regarding my plants so that I can feel better grounded just in this time in the midst of anxiety just to relieve some anxiety or tension within myself that's been super duper helpful um but aside from that I also feel like to ease my mind I've also been listening to some mindless tv which I'm honestly not very good at I enjoy like watching things where I can learn something new or like being be very involved. So I'm I actually realized lately that um, I don't have much TV that is mindless. But I was watching The Voice, which is um, my my mindless TV. Yeah, I keep forgetting I want to watch that this season. Yes, I don't think I've missed in a season in a very long time. It's, it's mostly because I just enjoy, I just enjoy the creativity and I love hearing different voices and mm-hmm. how people express themselves through music. So that really is exciting for me. Yeah. How about you? I don't know what my essentials are. You haven't been taking care of yourself this week? You have had no essentials? That's a Good question. I'm sitting here processing in real time and it probably doesn't help that this week is extra stressful and I kind of feel like crying. (laughs) Hey, that's real. I'm going to (laughs) laugh. So I don't laugh. So yeah, I think I'm just feeling like I've had a lot of great opportunities and 
I'm living the mountain real time. But yeah, I think I'm just feeling like how it has been the last few weeks isn't sustainable for me. And it's just all adding up. And this week is probably the culmination of that. And I just, I kind of have to finish a few commitments and then I'll be in a really good place where I can rest for a while. Um, so I, I kind of wrote down for my essential this week that I'm realizing how much I like inner work is my essential and probably what I mean by that is specifically spiritual practice. Like mm-hmm. I'm learning, I can't skip the prayer. I can't skip connecting to God, like speaking to God, being in God's presence, feeling that divine connection. And I do find that best through grounding practices, like you were saying. Um, so even just in the mornings when I get up to right, which is something I do as a professional responsibility right now. And it's not like I'm just writing just for fun. I have deadlines and things like that. Before I do that, just really taking the time to put on some music, take some breaths and also say some prayers. It just really helps me feel held and helps me feel like I'm centered in what matters most for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just trying to find moments like that throughout the day. So, because sometimes I'll sit down in my office and I'll look up and it'll be four o'clock, and I just feel like I was racing the clock the whole day. And almost every week, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a walk in the middle of the day. And I never do. So, what are my essentials? <laughs> Wait, mm-hmm. am I admitting that I'm not taking good care of myself right now? <laughs> No way. I think you are being mindful of um, the ways that you can take care of yourself in the future or make space when you have the ability to do so. Yeah, maybe I'm just in a period of, you know, it can happen where you kind of let some of your good rhythms fall away as stress mounts. Mm -hmm. And so maybe I'm just in a little moment where I need a little reset and reassess my rhythm so I can get back to where I want to be. And I'm not far from it. Um, but I realized, oh, this isn't good when I started thinking about essentials and was like unable to really name, (laughs) you know, some really tangible ways I was taking care of myself. So, so something, um, that's come up for me recently, like, I think I've seen it in the last two or three days are people, um naming that we should create gratitude lists for ourselves. Mm-hmm. if you just think back to three or five things that happened in your day that you're grateful for I bet in the midst of the chaos there will be a few things that you can think of that could really ground you and help you um realize that it's okay yeah in the midst of this mm-hmm. stress and anxiety There's one or two things that I can be grateful for. Oh, yes. So I know that's probably hard um, in the middle of it, but I think it's a reminder even for myself. Uh, Yes, that's a good word. And you know what? It's really not hard for me to access gratitude, but I definitely do need the reminder to do it um, just as much as the next person does. So thanks for 
reminding me there. We have a couple of different mantras we wanted to highlight this week as we do our, our shout outs. And I'm excited to process both of those here in this space. Brittany, what do you have for us? Yes, the first mantra I'd like to share with you all is breathe and proceed breathe and proceed Hmm. yes I think that's something we all can come back to just take a deep breath um so this one we shared a couple weeks ago and there was someone who responded on Instagram where we prompted our community to be mindful of their breath and how it makes you feel And someone responded. Her name is Maya. She said, there's something about seeing the word breathe that just makes you want to surrender and lean into it. It's such a timeless reminder. We have such great power within. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It it is so good. It kind of makes me speechless. I think it's just such a, a... great reminder to be mindful and to be present um, and to recognize everything that we have within us to tap into what we need. And it was just too good of a response not to share. So you also have a mantra you would like to share. Yeah, we shared another mantra on our social media, uh, but this one was embrace self-compassion. And well, I guess after the conversation we just had with the essentials, accessing self-compassion is so important right now, giving myself some grace and just trying to be a little bit more compassionate toward myself in tangible ways. Uh, Larry, this is the abbreviated version, but he said, I can show myself compassion by smiling at all the beautiful ways I fall short of the person I tell myself I should be. Mm. And I loved that so much. Thank you, Larry, for sharing that. That really spoke to me because I think it just brought me to this place of lightheartedness. I can be lighthearted even about my shortcomings and just sort of let things float on by and also smile and just embrace the fullness of who I am right now, not who I used to be, not who I want to be just who I am right now in the present moment. Hmm. It was a real gift to, to that wisdom. Yeah. I think it makes space for imperfection and that being okay. Mm -hmm. Like it just gives an opportunity to release yourself from, from more um, than you, than you need to carry. Yeah. And I, I needed to read it because I'm kind of in this place of dread right now, because I have this really fun speaking opportunity that's this week. And it's been really exciting to kind of level up 
professionally and have an opportunity like that. But at the same time, I had to pre-record my and send it off. And so now I'm just, I'm not used to pre-recording things. Like if I pre-speak, I do it in real time. Yeah. And so not only can I make changes and edits all the way up until I do speak, but I can also even virtually sort of read the room and speak into the moment, make changes in the moment. And so it kind of felt me with dread, filled me with dread to have to submit something. And then just for days, I've been thinking of ways I could have changed it. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Got it. So I even just set like messaged a friend and was like, I'm kind of freaking out. Can you help me? I was so grateful to have someone speak into my life when I was feeling so vulnerable and insecure. But also I recognized that I was compassionate enough to myself to reach out to someone and say, not just here's how I'm feeling, but here's how I'm feeling. Here's what I need. Cause I said, <laughs> here's how I'm feeling. I need you to give me affirmations. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it felt like when I'm looking back on it, it felt like an act of self-compassion. I'm starting to feel like your love language is acts of service. It's that's so funny that you said that. I always say, and people, people that know me well know that I do really love gifts, but I've always said that I view acts of service as a gift. So yeah. it's not, yeah. So I, I, it is gifts. I it love, is. I love getting thoughtful gifts and I include in, in my idea of a gift acts of service for sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. I knew you were a gift giver, but I didn't know if that's how you also like to receive. Oh yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give you gifts is what I'm hearing. <laughs> People will be like, come to my party, no gifts. You will never hear me utter those words. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. (laughs) What's your love language? Oh, snap. Quality time. Oh. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I love how you. (laughs) I'm trying to think of all of them. Well, you have had some quality time with me tonight. (laughs) True that. We were chatting for a whole two hours before we actually started recording this episode. Going on two and a half. (laughs) Yeah, now it's going on two and a half. We were like, should we record? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Quality time. I think that's probably my biggest one. I think physical touch is up there. And I I really love um, thoughtful gifts too. But below my microphone is a box of um, all the cards I've ever received in my life. For me, that's even a form of gift giving because it, it um, yeah, it's just like a nostalgic reminder of um, how people have shown up or just giving given me something memorable to look back on. We 
have a fun conversation in store for you all. This week we are talking about ritual. And I just have to tell you all how much Aurelia has influenced me to form my own rituals. So I'm excited for us to have this space to talk more. Aurelia, I would love to know how you've been influenced by ritual and what that might mean or look like to you now. Gosh, it's hard to know where to start. Ritual is something that I'm so passionate about. I've taught workshops on it. I've preached sermons on it. And yet I know that I still haven't even tapped into it as deeply as I will be able to over my lifetime, which is so exciting. I feel really touched by this concept of quotidian. You may or may not have heard that before, but quotidian basically means everyday, ordinary. And the concept here is that there isn't a sacred space and there isn't an ordinary space. There's one space and opening ourselves up to the full spectrum of that in our lives really brings us into the fullness of ourselves and into divine encounter, ancestral connection, and is just really a beautiful way to posture ourselves in our everyday lives. And so for me, ritual really helps me in making that link, making that connection and moving from a spiritual posture where I'm thinking all the time or talking about things all the time into like a more embodied posture. Mm. So yeah, I really love ritual as a way to help set the rhythm of my life, but I also love it as a way to find very deep healing and as a way to be in community. Just listening to you give your framework of ritual, it made me think of this distinction between a one-time ritual or something that is continual, maybe on a daily basis or a weekly basis or on a regular routine. So for me, I think ritual started um, with, with instances that were one-time events. Like for instance, I want to say one of the first meaningful rituals I had was with you um, and was also with Fran Pratt um, as you all gave me space um, to come together and do a ritual, which was more of a funeral. It was a funeral for trauma I've experienced. And that was like a one-time event um, that designated a time where I was naming and laying to rest some of the trauma I have, but is also a pivotal moment to go back to because yeah. clearly trauma doesn't just go away, but having that process of healing reminds me that there are moments that are continued in my own healing that I can go back to and say it is okay. I love that you made that distinction of the different types of rituals and the way they look in our lives. And that's part of why I brought up quotidian, because I feel like the more we're able to name the rituals we 
already do and then make meaning out of them, then the more creativity we tap into that Mm. in, yeah, that inspires us to create the rituals. We want to see those one-time events or whatever. Yeah. Because I mean, think about what you do in your everyday life, even just with your watering of your plants or your gardening, or for me, the fucking laundry, um, that just, sorry, (laughs) I I had to find a way to make a a ritual out of that moment. And I, I, I feel like I did the way that, that I follow that rhythm every single week is, has become a ritual and I can either hate it or I can find a way to make meaning out of it. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. I like how you talk about even the laundry being something that is a routine thing you do on a regular basis because it has to get done. I think the routine nature of ritual, while for me in having a funeral that was a one-time event, there was something within it um, that is is what I connect with even outside of that one-time event. So um, as you may remember, roses was a part of the ritual we had, but it's also very significant to me even outside of that space. So when I'm gardening and I'm in and I'm in nature, I'm reminded of the things that I love and the flowers that I love, um, which brings me back to being in tune um, on a regular basis. What yeah. being connected to the ritual that I resonate with. Yeah, it makes me think about this process this thought process I had literally I think it was yesterday or today and one ritual that I helped create where my close friend's daughter who is I like she calls me auntie and like I'm like she's my niece in my mind Um, but she just started middle school this year and we had a ritual for her for transitioning into middle school and it was so cool. It was like all her aunties in her life. And we went around and shared wisdom and we blessed her and she got to like write down some of her things that she was nervous about and throw them in the fire. And it was so cool. It was really, really awesome. Anyway. Yeah. Where it multiplied for me was even just this week, I was having a lot of anxiety because I'm having to register my daughter for kindergarten. I know I'm trying not to cry right now. I will start crying. (laughs) Wow. I am. I'm like very, uh, what's the word sentimental. So yeah, it makes me emotional to think about it. And yesterday or today I was thinking, I can't, I can't, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it through this transition without some sort of ritual to help Mm -hmm. me. Like I, and I, and, and I felt like because we had done it for my friend, for her daughter going into middle school, it made me realize all the possibilities, you know, like, oh, I think Mm. I could call upon someone, someone can help me and we can make a ritual to help me because I can sense that my feelings are so big that I don't really know how to move through through them alone. And what the ritual does is it helps you move through feelings and community with someone else or, or multiple people. 
And it helps you get things out of your body, you know, because you're Mm. using elements, you're using your senses. And so Mm. there's this physical aspect that is just not there if you're just processing on your own. Um, Well, I mean, unless you're doing those things on your own, but the combination of the embodiment with other people, I think makes the moment so powerful. So yeah, just realizing when you do one ritual, it makes, it gives you permission to do all the others. Well, I am grateful one for the ways that you've named the space that you know you'll need um, for ritual to come. And I think that gives you opportunity to be creative, like you said, um, to to find this way to walk into this this new life journey and this um, pivotal time frame with with your daughter. Oh my gosh, still can't believe it. <laughs> well, I was also thinking about um, the moments of ritual I have even in my altar space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I love, especially if I am creating more connection in my time at the altar. Um, I really enjoy clearing the space by using a smudge stick, um, whether it's Palo Santo or sage or sweet grass. But for me, that gives me a designated time um, to really settle in into the moment and let stress release. I think using a smudge stick gives me the space to really hone in on the moment and let go um, of any stress I was carrying. So even as I've listened to you talk about ritual, it almost feels like this embodied a moment to let go of stress, to let go of negative energy, to be in community with yourself and how that resonates with being in community with others and being connected all together. I feel like, and I feel, I'm pretty sure I've said this before, um, but the altar space for me helps me feel more resourced than I ever have before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It it gives me gives me greater depth um, to access and and know and feel I'm supported. Um, so one ritual I have in my altar space that is like so life giving because it was a ritual I was practicing even before I created my altar um, is this process of channeling or creating a space to ask yourself a question what does my soul need to tell me today? Mm-hmm. Mm. Which honestly, if you ever try it, it really is an emotional experience, especially when you start um, doing it in the beginning. But what I've done in my altar space is take that question and let it evolve into having my ancestors speak to my soul. So it, it feels so impactful um, because it really is an experience I can barely explain because it's so meaningful, um, just the amount of encouragement and love 
and support and guidance, I feel, in such a short amount of time. Um, so those are the, the types of rituals I enjoy so much in it. And this conversation, I think, creates space for us to be even more creative um, in what we what we feel and what we think about what we can do. Yeah, even, okay, so you and I happened, this is the funniest story, Brittany oh, and I, yeah, we signed on to the same workshop, ah. unknowingly. <laughs> I mean, and this is, and it was funny because it wasn't, a, it wasn't a context that we share. It was truly pretty random that we, that this happened. Um, but we took a workshop led by Carolina Hinojosa and yes. yeah, writer and poet. She has an amazing book of poetry. Yes. Becoming cortisol. Yes, yes, yes. So she led this work writing workshop that we both took. And I mean, there were only like six people in there. It was a small group and it was so funny because <laughs> we, when we both popped on, we were like laughing so hard. It was so random. Um, but what we essentially did in this workshop was she helped guide us through our emotions, write down the various feelings we were having. And then based on those, um, she helped us build an altar space on paper. We drew like this quadrant space and we used markers and we used words and drawings and she gave us prompts. And when we were done with it, we had an altar space on paper. Yes, I love so much um, that you mentioned Catalina because um, she is wonderful mm -hmm. and um, I, I love the work that she does and how she's shown up to do um, justice related things in her own creative way through her writing and, and making space for creativity and also that we entered that space not realizing that both of us were going to be there. So that was really good and really meaningful. And I think even through you saying um, how we did the the quadrants on the page really actually just transformed how I thought about altar spaces. And for me, I was even listening in on a conversation where someone didn't have the opportunity to create an altar space. So they became the altar. They did everything within their own being um, through creativity, through visualization on being that altar for themselves. Yeah, the tools, you usually have what you need. It's the kind of thing where you access your intuition, you look around with what you already have, yeah. and you let the miracle, the gift. It's hard to explain, but I'll, I will say today I was sitting in here working in my office and my daughter came in. She said, can I just color? So I said, sure. So it was so funny because I wasn't really paying attention to her. But then when I came back in tonight to record with you, I looked down and she had made a little section right, right there at my altar space for her. She had uh. moved around some pillows she had gotten paper markers and a pen and she had them all um, there. And I have this little miniature salt lamp that's on my altar. She'd taken it down and put it right next to where she was drawing. And I have these little heart magnets. She took those down and she, she it was like she set up her own little altar space where she was coloring. 
And it was so, it warmed my heart so much. And it also made me excited because I was like, she had what she needed because I had provided the tools for her. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of like we share with each other, you know, on our journeys with the people we love and the people around us. It's a domino effect. Yeah. I love that a lot. I think it sheds light that it is an endless, limitless space of possibility that you can do whatever you want with the rituals you want to create and you are resourced with all you need to do it. Is there anything we've missed in ter- in terms of ritual that we want to make sure we talk about? I mean, I think the only other thing I w- was going to mention um, was ritual creates a space of intention, like our nuanced tea prayer and how that is ritual leading up to this ritual conversation. For me, a big part of a ritual is setting the intention for what you want to do and what you want to create or how you want to be and exist. Um, So even as we've talked about the shows that we're creating and how our mantras lead to ritual, even our setup for doing the show and creating our own rhythm came out of space came out of a space of ritual and what we needed Um, so I think about even before we start our episodes or our meetings together we always start them with our nuanced tea prayer Mm -hmm. and it gives us space for grounding and for ritual um, just so that we set our own intention for what we need and to calm us down to be present in the moment. The concept of ritual is so deep and so wide. (laughs) There's so many ways to think about it. And what I really like to invite people to do is to let go of any prescriptions in, in engaging the concept of ritual, because you absolutely will not benefit without tuning into your own intuition and what your intuition is telling you. As we wrap up this episode number seven on ritual, What is the essence of ritual that you would want to leave them with? I think the essence of ritual always brings me back to being resourced in my own healing and abundance. Every meaningful ritual that I can think of um, has been very transformative, not only of how I connect with that one-time moment, but how I can continue to connect on a regular basis with my own self, with my own creativity, with my own intuition, and with the divine. I think ritual has expanded my connection um, to know God in a, a greater, more abundant way. I love that. Makes me so happy. Thanks for talking about ritual with me. Yeah. I'm glad to talk about ritual. (laughs) So good. Yeah. Mm. And thank you to those of you listening. We are so grateful that you take 
the time to listen to what we have to offer. This conversation on ritual is really getting me more excited to hear from our Nuance Tea community. I'm really curious um, what rituals you all also have. So we might need to create a mantra (laughs) just for ritual to get your engagement, to know what you think, what you feel, what kind of rituals you would hope to have or want to create. So I'm excited about that. And I think that gives us space to dream even more too. So you can find us at Nuance Tea Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and maybe some more ways coming soon. So be on the lookout. Yeah, so we will see you on social media in the meantime. And other than that, stay tuned for our next episode coming in a couple of weeks.